the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity, a radio show and podcast about real faith for the real world. I'm Richard Mendelo, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelo. And as always, so happy to be here, excited about this show today, talking about men. It's a great <laughs> show, and we have a wonderful guest for you, and he is icebound up there in the, the, the cold lands of the north, and I uh, just thank him for being here. On today's show, we're going to talk about Christian men and us being the way God wants us to be. We've got a great guest, and I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Before we jump into the conversation, we do need to understand a little bit about the context of our effort to be the man God wants us to be, specifically that we live our lives on a spiritual battlefield. And so before we get started, I want to spend a few minutes looking into this battlefield. If you're a regular listener, you will have heard some of these things before. And if you're new to the show, I hope this review will help you to get the most out of the next hour. So for the most part, warfare can be divided into two broad categories, conventional warfare and irregular warfare. Conventional warfare seeks to effect a change in a system by an open confrontation with the enemy. So it's primarily focused on physical action. And when I say conventional warfare, think World War II, storming beaches, dropping bombs on factories and bridges, and overwhelming the enemy by force. Irregular warfare, on the other hand, is a violent struggle for influence and legitimacy over a group of people. It's not so much about physical action. And as Christians... We know that the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation is about the devil's rebellion against God, and this is irregular warfare. So the devil's efforts to overthrow God resemble something more like Vietnam, uh, something more like the counterinsurgency we've seen in Iraq and Afghanistan, where you are vying for people's attention. So as Christians, from the moment we wake up in the morning— to the moment we go to sleep, the devil seeks influence in our lives. It's irregular warfare. Our first battle each day is internal. Before we can do any good in this world, we must understand this, and we must be intentional about focusing our hearts, our souls, and our minds on Jesus. And that's why quiet time, the first thing in the morning each day, is so important. So once we're centered 
in our faith, we bring all that we are and all the good that we can do to bear on the world around us. And this begins with our families, and then it extends to our work and to the community and to our nation. In this effort, and this is the critical point, and this is the point of the show, men are leaders. We are leaders in the community, and God is counting on us in his fight against the devil. And if you hear that barking in the background, I think that Jody's dog agrees with me. <laughs> it's, it's really important that we understand as men that this is our, uh, our reason for being. So on the spiritual battlefield of this world, it's absolutely critical for men to be the Christian warriors that God intends for us to be. It's not about being a dictator. It's not about being loud. It's not about being a bully. Being a man of God and a Christian warrior is about submitting everything we think and do to Jesus. Being a Christian warrior is about being intentional in our faith. And it's about holding ourselves accountable each day. So men are leaders on the spiritual battlefield, and that's why the world attacks men so relentlessly. I've often said to Christy, the flack is always thickest over the target. So the reason why the world is attacking men is because men are the center of gravity for bringing uh, faithful families to this world. As a group, Christian men don't act like the warriors that God expects us to be. These attacks on men have been successful. And we're going to talk about this today with our very special guest and his barking dog, Jody Burkeen. And Jody has an amazing ministry. He's the founder and president of Man Up God's Way Ministries. They have almost a million social media followers. And his ministry came out of his desire to change the way men, quote, do Christianity. We're so honored to have him on the show today. Jody, welcome. Well, uh, thank you so much, Richard. I'm looking forward to this uh, conversation. And again, so sorry. We're, we are locked in here uh, with ice. I've got the whole family here and the dogs and everything else in the home. I'm normally in my office during this time. But uh, again, I apologize for that. But uh, it's real life, as you said earlier, unfortunately. And uh, I'm just really excited to be here to talk to you guys today about godly Christian men. Amen. No worries. It is life. And uh, let's begin by prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and for this time. We pray for your blessings on our listeners, on our guests, and on our nation. Father, it would be easy for us to ask that things around us were different, easier, less contentious, and more godly. Sadly, they're not. Rather than ease, this difficult world calls us to courage, and so, Lord, we pray for that. Help us, Father, to be courageous in our faith, to stand firm in the truth of your word as written in the Bible, and to be the men you want us to be. Let us not wish for a different time, but rather let us embrace this time, as it is, in total submission to your truth. Help us, Father, to submit every aspect of our lives to you as your sons, as your husbands, as fathers, and as brothers. May your word be our guide in every small matter and large. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Jody, thank you so much. Uh, you guys are stuck up there. It's a big freeze, and um, you have this amazing ministry. Can you please tell us, before we get into that, a little bit about your background and upbringing as a Christian? 
I would love to. Um, I always tell my disciples to have a two-minute, a ten-minute, and a 45-minute version of their testimony ready to share. So I'll share the shorter versions of it. But um, <laughs> I, my walk began when I was 12 years old, and uh, my lack of walk, I should say. You know, at 12 years old, I realized uh, that there was a lot of hypocrisy in the church and my parents being divorced. Um, I played the divorce card, and I quit going to church with my mom and went to live with my dad, and things just kind of took a turn from there, not because of anything my dad did, um, but it was the things that he didn't do. And so I grew up um, high school, college, uh, started not to believe in God, and became an atheist in my own own way, and then joined the military, and um, you know, never had an opportunity to really, you know, you know, you always hear there's no atheist in a foxhole. I never had that opportunity to to find my God. And so once I got out of the military, I just began to uh, serve um, the God that I fell in love with, and that was money. And uh, over the years, I became uh, successful in what I did and, you know, had money to prove it. And so one thing led to another. The next thing I know, we decide uh, that we're going to have kids and um, we had our kids, a, a boy and a girl within 18 months, and that's a whole nother story, but we adopted them and their brother and sister, and uh, it was just an amazing story. And one day my wife reminded me of a promise that I made to her to go to church And um, you know, when we had kids. And so we'd been married 13 years at the time without kids, and so we were dinked, dual income with no kids and just having a great time of our lives, and all of a sudden the kids come, and one thing led to another. I walked into a church, and within six months, I was giving my life to the Lord and completely changing my whole life, and God jerked a knot in my tail and, and changed everything from there. But, you know, while I was in church, uh, really how Man of God's Way started was I just kept looking around the church, and as I dove deeper into the Bible, I'm looking at the men of the church, and I'm thinking, this is not who God's talking about. And all I could think of as this term came to mind was, look at all these spiritual sissies. And um, I just I just felt the heart for these men. You know, within six months to a year of me being a Christian, I was already training and teaching these guys uh, through discipleship. And some of these guys have been in church, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. And yet, you know, what God was revealing to me in Scripture, all just because I was reading it, not because I was, you know, a special theologian or something like that. Uh, I could just really tell that these guys weren't reading it. And um, about five or six years later, God just kind of, convicted me to write a book. I wrote a book, and I've written four since then, and uh, that was in 2012, and, and God has just blessed it ever since, and, and so we we now um, travel around the United States. Uh, we have uh, outposts in Haiti and uh, in Mexico, and uh, we're trying to promote one in India, and um, we've got, uh, got a lot of good stuff going on, and our social media is just blown up, so that's in a nutshell, is man of God's way. Brilliant. That was exactly the two-minute version. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I looked at the clock, and it was just, just right at two minutes. I'll tell you something silly. Uh, Christy got me this sweatshirt. Um, we were in Nashville at a Christian Counselors Association convention, and the sweatshirt says man of God on it. So it's gray, and it has white lettering, and all it says is man of God. And I got to tell you, when I wear that sweatshirt, those words on my chest feel so weighty to me. And I think if we thought of ourselves as walking around in this world with those words emblazoned on our chest, we would get very serious. 
and we'd want to put the right foot forward, and we would not want God's name to be blasphemed because of us. And so maybe then we would read more of the Bible and be more focused with such intention. I have a question for you. When you think of a Christian man, what words pop into your head? What individual words? Um, when I when I think of what a man of God should look like, uh, it is a man who has humbled himself in the sight of the Lord, that we don't need a T-shirt to remind us that we are a man of God, that because of who lives in us, we know that we are a man of God. And because of that, uh, I am going to humble myself. I am going to sacrifice myself. Um, you know, as we talk about, you know, what that relationship looks like of being the spiritual head of the household. It means that we are a servant to our wives. Uh, we are a servant to our children. It doesn't mean that we lord over them, that we are, you know, a, a, a dictator of sorts. It means that we are, are sacrificial. And that's uh, Ephesians 5 tells us that of Jesus, that he sacrificed himself to the church. And so we should be sacrificial as well. And so I think of the word humble and humility when I think of a man of God, uh, one that is um, upright and upstanding, that he is seeking holiness and righteousness in all that he does. And it it shows, um, even without words, it shows that he is different, that he is is, uh, on a path that most men aren't. We know that the path to to, to heaven is a is a narrow path and narrow road, and um, I think that's where godly men stand on and they walk on um, when they truly get to know Jesus Christ. I love that. I, I thought of that question myself when I wrote that down. I, I wanted to ask you, and I wanted to think about it, and the words that popped into my head were watchman, um, yes. uh, protector, leader, father, husband, uh, and I love the words you added, humbled and so forth. Friends, stay with us. We're going to be back in the second segment with more from Jody Burkeen. Thou wilt find a solace there. God's Word says that He loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that part of Scripture often quoted when it comes to tithing. Friends, we'd like you to consider your cheerful giving to God through Courageous Christianity. With your tax-deductible donation, you will be helping us achieve our mission to equip Christian men for the spiritual battlefield in order to glorify God and create godly change. No amount is too small. You can make a donation by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. Or visit CourageousChristianity.today. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of host Richard Mindelow's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, a devotional that will equip you in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate and find more information about the Courageous Christianity ministry, links to all the aired shows, a blog for Christian warriors, and an opportunity to submit prayer requests at CourageousChristianity.today. Please donate and be a part of sustaining our efforts in serving our Heavenly Father by serving His warriors on the spiritual battlefield. Please text to donate at 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. God bless you.
Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and I love the music that Stephen took us out with and brought us in with. He took us out with what a friend we have in Jesus, and the line was that in Christ we will find a solace there. And then he brought us back in with uh, this world's becoming a crazy place. And so I really think if you put those two things together, this world is a crazy place, and the only way to have solace, peace, and joy, and purpose is in Christ. And I also caught that it said, but we're going to make it through. But we're going to make it through. And it's through Jesus that we make it through. Amen. I love it. And we have a very special guest with us, Jody Burkeen of Man Up God's Way Ministries, doing some amazing work, not just on this continent either, but uh, tremendous social media following and their efforts are resonating. And speaking of, you were on Jody's podcast recently. Yes. And now he's here. I love the collaboration. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And so as we went to break, we were talking about the fact that Christian men are, by and large, as a broad brush, uh, falling short. And we're falling short of the leaders that God needs us to be in uh this difficult world and on this spiritual battlefield. And um, Jody's the perfect person to talk to about this because as we went to break, I asked him what words came to his mind when he pictured a man of God. And he said, uh, a man who is humbled, a man who is a servant leader, a servant to his wife, a servant to his children, sacrificial, and that he walks the narrow road that leads to Christ. Uh, I love that. And so I guess, Jody, what I would ask is if we're falling short and you've got this solid picture, what is it that's stopping men? Uh, What is it that was stopping those men in your church? Are they confused about what's expected of them? Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, for those who are worldly, um, you know, they always use this adage, they've got one foot on earth and one foot in heaven. And they're hoping, you know, that that everything's just going to fall into place instead of, you know, Peter tells us uh, to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Um, You know, that's, although we are given the power of the Holy Spirit upon faith in Jesus Christ, we're indwelled with that power of the Holy Spirit, there are things that you have to do to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, and those are spiritual disciplines. And I think if you just look at the world today, we look at, we see a world that is not very disciplined. Matter of fact, they're complacent and lazy and disobedient to God's Word. And so when you stop following God's Word, you really just get into a place that, man, all you're going to do is you're going to go to work, and you're going to make your money, you're going to bring home the bacon, and, you know, get through the weekend, maybe go to church, and then just, you know, keep struggling and doing the, the crazy train on the, uh, the, the, the hamster wheel. And um, when, I, when I think of um, what men should be doing, it's very simple. I mean, God has always said, stay close to me. Uh, if you stay close to me, then all these other things, and you just obey me, and you do the things that I've asked you to do, things will go well with you. And we've got a lot of men that, um, and unfortunately, the women have had to step up, not only in the home, but in the church, uh, and put in, into the positions of of where men are. I mean, you know, we're, we're both ex-military guys, and um, we, we see what's going on in the military as well. Um, I don't think women should be in, in, in war situations. You know, that's just, maybe that's the Southern boy in me. Uh, but we've, we've allowed 
in, in my opinion, I think what we've done is we've allowed men to stay boys longer, and we haven't encouraged them or or or, or you know pushed them to be the men that God has called them to be, not the world. The world wants them to to make money and be different, be individuals. When God tells us that we are to be sacrificial and we are to be, you know, a part of a body and uh, we are to be one flesh with our wife, like, there's no individualism in any of that whatsoever. Yeah, there's no I in team. (laughs) Now, I love that, and I think it's true. And so how did men come to have that perspective? We said that, uh, I heard you say, we've allowed them to stay boys longer. So I've said this before on the show. Anytime one of my Marines got in trouble, the first question I would ask is, is this a leadership failure? Because until I could answer categorically that it was not a leadership failure, my policies weren't clear, or I hadn't spoken them, or I wasn't living them out, until I could say this is not a leadership failure, I'm not going to hold a guy responsible for what is my fault as a leader. And so if Christian men are not walking the walk as they should, then my questions would be, is it a leadership failure or is it as a result of attacks by the enemy or a little of both? Yeah, I I think it's definitely it's the enemy. The enemy's been doing this a long, long time. Um, I used to tell my guys, or I still tell my guys when I'm discipling them, is that, you know, Christianity, a lot is a lot like sales. You know, you got to know your product in order to understand your product. And the enemy knows this product more than anybody else in the world. Uh, he was there at the beginning. Um, he was there with Jesus. He was there with Job. He's been there from the from Adam and Eve and all the way up into today. So he understands the game and he plays it really, really well. Um, unfortunately, most men don't understand the product. And again, I'm I'm being very um, that, that's kind of a worldly statement. The, the, the spiritual side of the Bible, most men don't know. They don't understand the Word of God. And you look at every time that um, Jesus was attacked by, by Satan, and he defended himself by the Word of God. And so we've allowed the world to take over. So we're, we're very worldly. We want to make money. We want a 401k. We want the beach house. We want all this stuff. But yet we don't want godliness in our lives because it changes us. And we're hoping that um, we call it grace, I would call it cheap grace, is that grace will cover us. Well, you have to be really, really careful with that. And so the world is pushing, Satan is pushing, and the leadership of the Church has kind of tried to take over themselves instead of building a body of Christian men and women and children uh, to help um, in the kingdom itself. And so you've got, you know, you can look back at Church history, you know, when the, the the Catholic Church kind of took over. It became a hierarchy instead of, you know, encouraging people to to use their spiritual gifts. And so, uh, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, we got bad leadership in the church, and we've got the world coming at them nine hundred miles an hour, and then we've got the enemy who's who knows this game inside and out. Uh, that is a, a broad and insightful answer, friends. The way I would put that together is: firstly, we're a leaderless culture. And as I've said before, any time there's a leadership vacuum, evil will fill it. Well, Satan's good at his job. He's been doing it since the beginning of time, as Jody was saying. So he has stepped into this leadership vacuum, the leadership vacuum left by the church, the leadership vacuum left by 
uh, the fact that a lot of fathers have walked out on families or families are uh, being raised by women fatherless. And so now you have men who aren't stepping into the role because they haven't seen the role modeled for them. Add to that the church's failure. Add to that the fact that Satan's good at his job. And now you have these grown-up boys who aren't uh, leading as they should. Christy, do you think uh, that's too harsh? No, no, no. I think it's all very fair and real. And and to solve any sort of problem, we have to get to the reality of the situation. One area I haven't heard you necessarily mention, actually Jody mentioned it um, from a positive standpoint, and I mean no disrespect to fellow women, but I think women misunderstand it as well. And it's a complex issue, and we won't have time to talk about women's role in this too. But while, uh, as Jody said, women have had to step up because men haven't, I think there's also women who are worldly who don't understand the role of uh, that spouse, that man in, in marriage as the leader, as the spiritual head of the household. They take it as um, submission. If they truly understood what that was, they would realize the amazing power in that. Like I said, that's another show. In the partner, <laughs> in the partnership of a man and woman, both following uh-huh. after Jesus, both submitted. See, that's the thing. Her when, role, yes. as God right. defines it. And that is actually, right. I get, I have chills right now thinking about the role that God has put us as women. But Satan also did a number way back in Genesis with putting doubt in a woman's mind as well. And, but and, so, part, of, and part of that in Genesis is her curse is, is that she will have to bear children and her desire will to be over her husband. That's part of her curse. Yeah. So part of her curse, and that it's not a desire of her husband; it's a desire to be over her husband. And then when God created woman, He created her as the helpmate, not the, you know, not for us to lord over. And that word in the Greek is the same word as the Holy Spirit. It's the helper that the woman has been encouraged to be as a Christian woman. That's what she should be: is the helper, not you know, not not submissive as in you know. She's being lorded over, but yeah. as her relationship with, grows with Jesus, um, that submission should come under the authority of the spiritualness of her husband as he grows with Jesus as well. And so it's a it's so like it's just so intertwined. And Chrissy, you're exactly right. It's like with my wife, she was an A type personality, um, and just always, you know, she ran the house for 13 years, really probably longer than that until I understood what it really meant to be a household. I was just a boy in my own home, um, and it was comfortable. It wasn't that she was doing anything wrong. She was just having to step up because I wasn't. And so once Christ kicks in and once you understand the roles and responsibilities, man, it's a beautiful, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just Partnership, synergy. Yes, it's a beautiful synergy. It's a beautiful structure that God has placed on mankind, and we've screwed it up. Yeah, I love Amen. that, like we've done most things. Friends, you're hearing some amazing stuff, both from Jody Burkeen, our guest, and Christy. And I hope you'll stay with us for the third segment, where we're going to talk about how we march into getting it right and fixing it. Stay with us. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. 
Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelo, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. But the songs, they won't stop coming, and I'm bursting at the seams. Well, I just can't see. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We got a wonderful guest, Jody Burkeen of Man Up Ministries and his ministries doing amazing things with the intent to help men to assume the leadership role that they should have as Christian warriors in church, at home, at work, and on the spiritual battlefield where we live our lives. And we've talked about a leadership vacuum, how Anytime you have a leadership vacuum, evil will fill it. For example, after the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan, when the Soviets uh, had left, there was a leadership vacuum. And guess who filled it? The Taliban. That was 1992 to 1996. And it's no different in our lives and in our homes. Somebody's going to parent your children. Somebody's going to influence this family. Somebody's going to influence uh, a man. Either it will be TV, the NFL, and uh, social media, or it will be Jesus. That influence, that's what we're talking about when we talk about irregular warfare. And as we speak with Jody, how is it, Jody, that we can help men to exercise the influence that they should as warriors submitted to Jesus in their homes, at work, and on the street. How do we do that? Well, first of all, I think men need to lead by example. You know, one of the things that I do in my home, and again, just because I do it doesn't mean that it's the gospel. It just It's a spiritual discipline that I've added to my life. Um, I read my Bible every morning at the exact same time for close to the, about the same time of period, um, but I do it at my kitchen table, and um, where my kitchen table is is right in the front of where the upstairs uh, comes, where the stairs come from the upstairs. And every morning when my kids get up from school, uh, they see me reading my Bible, having a cup of coffee, writing in my prayer journal. Um, they know that we're going to pray during dinner. They know that we're going to r- watch the right things. We're not going to have filthiness in our homes, and so. We set, I set the example in our home of what is righteous and what is not. Until my children have a relationship with Jesus, I'm a lot like Paul. Paul told the, the Corinthians, says, you know, be imitators of me, meaning that until you know who Jesus Christ is, follow my example. I'm going to do the best that I possibly can. And 
Um, I will fail. And when I do fail and when I have a moment where my kids see it, they see me apologize. They see me ask for forgiveness. They see my wife and I have those conversations and maybe there was a slight argument or something like that. And so I, I set the example in my home uh, by, by following the example of Jesus Christ. And the only possible way I can do that is by reading his word. Well, I love the integrity of that because you can't be a leader. You and I both in the military, we know that you can sense a mile away somebody who is not walking the walk themselves. Right. And there's no integrity in that. And people won't follow that. You're playing reindeer games and the stakes are too high to play reindeer games. And so I love the integrity of that that says, first and foremost, you've got to walk it out. And it has to come from your heart, and it's got to be authentic, and it has to come from a real relationship with Jesus. And neither of us is talking about uh, being churchy and using churchy words. We're talking about a real relationship with Jesus where you bring all the mess that you are, and you you lay it at his feet, and he helps you from an inside-out change to become the man that you're supposed to be, and then you bring that to the world around you with integrity. You're wrong when you're wrong, and um, you're always seeking to get it right, not to be right. And uh, something that I run into, Jody, a lot is, so I'm all over the world, and I talk to people about faith all over the world, and I I come across this Burger King uh, attitude where if you remember that old ad campaign uh, for Burger King, it was have it your way. Right. And uh, I'm sure similarly you run into that where when you listen to people speak about their faith, you're just like, oh, wow, you're just going to have it your way, aren't you? Um, Somebody even recently said to me that the Bible's not totally applicable anymore because the context has changed and those words were written a long time ago. And then you, you say, okay, well, how's what we're doing working for us? Because it's not working all that great. So... Um, I'd go back to the Bible as the foundational place for all that comes afterwards. But there's this Burger King attitude, like I'm going to step up to the counter and I'm going to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And um, there's no integrity in that. No, I I call that Google theologians. You know, (laughs) Google theology. You're going to search whatever you want, and the first thing that pops up, that's going to be your theology. And that's not good theology. Not saying that there aren't helps on the internet to help you, but when you're truly reading the Word of God and you're truly getting to know Jesus, if you're reading His Word, soaking it in, and I, I'm not talking, you don't have to read the whole Bible. I'm just saying read a few scriptures. Start here. Like if, if somebody's listening today and they have they're not reading their Bible, start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm. If you start with the Gospels, you get to know who Jesus is. Once you know who Jesus is, when you start reading Genesis. And God says we are we are pleased with our creation. All of a sudden, you go, "Well, who's we? Well, we is Jesus." <laughs> now you start seeing in Jesus in Genesis all the way to the Book of Revelations. You realize, okay, He is real. He is the one. He has been prophesied for thousands of years. He's the one that I have to model. Now, where do I go from here? Well, just a note on the Google theology, and I like the way you put that. Um, we have to be really careful with AI out there. I hear that it's rewriting scripture. And so yeah. you're talking about people picking and choosing. Now, people who don't know 
and very few people actually read the Bible. They're going in and in there and putting whatever I, they put into uh, AI, and they're getting out, you know, again, have it your way at Burger King type of theology. And so we need to spend time, I think, men and women alike, uh, checking our sources, too. And the true source of truth, with a capital T, is the Bible. Yeah, uh, right. friends, if if Very you're not good. if you're not driving in your car and you have an opportunity to write a couple things down, I'd really like to offer this. These conversations, when you talk about men being leaders and men being Christian warriors and men being the spiritual heads of their households, there's always this background noise of the secular world with regard to the sexes and the relationship between the sexes. So I'd like to address that by asking you to look at Ephesians chapter 5. That's a great place to start. And if you see there's a line that says, husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husbands. This is because a man's greatest need is for honor. A woman's greatest need is for security. When a man loves his wife, she has security. And when a woman respects her husband, he has honor. God knew what he was doing. This is thousands of years ago. Now, after those lines, there's an entire paragraph of what is expected for a man in relation to his wife. So that's what Jody's talking about when he's saying from the Scripture with integrity, and I love what he said about if you haven't been reading the Bible, then importantly, you need a paper copy in your house. And 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 that's what you read every morning, and that's how you uh, center yourselves. You know, before we stepped out on a patrol in Afghanistan, we would go over our rules of engagement. And every single day, every single patrol, you go over your rules of engagement. Well, that's what the Bible is, where you wake up in the morning and you read and you say, okay, this is who God wants me to be today. And then you go do it, and when you fall short, you're like, oh, that wasn't right. That wasn't kind. That wasn't uh, gracious. I can fix that. Oh, wow, I was just hanging out the window giving that guy the one-finger salute on the freeway. That probably wasn't right. I need to I need to reset. It's real. Faith is not what we do for an hour on Sunday. And there is a leadership void. And we can fill that leadership void, but we have to do it with integrity. And the only way to have that integrity is when it comes from the written word of the Bible. So as Jody said, start with reading your Bible uh, I think that's fantastic. And uh, what other things would you say to that uh, man, Jody, who wants to bring himself uh, to a greater place of influence at home and uh, in the community? Uh, quite a few things. I mean, but really quick, I would say, you know, once they start having that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, what starts happening on the inside will eventually uh, boil over to the outside. They will learn to have, they will have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and faithfulness, and self-control. When they start having that, it's really where the rubber meets the road. And now they have to deal with the temptations of the world coming at them. Um, they have to pour into their wife, um, meaning they're going to wash her with the water of the Word, and and making sure she's having that relationship as well. And then as a unified, one-flesh couple, you pour into your family. My first ministry is the ministry to my family. I'm the pastor of a church. Um, I have a, a men's ministry, and I prove my ministry through my family. If I can't do that, then I don't need to step into ministry. And that's the big problem within the church. We have too many men 
uh, in the church who are actually leading the church that do not have their household in, in order. And, and Titus and Paul reminds and warns Titus and Timothy, be careful with that. Make sure that they do have their households in order. And it should be your first ministry. Don't get don't get sidetracked thinking you're supposed to be out there doing a million other things when really your first ministry is under your roof. I think that's fantastic. And uh, uh, what I would say is this. Christy has taught me that you make big changes by doing little things. Pick one mm-hmm. thing, for example. So, man, if it's your quiet time in the morning, then you pick that one thing and you say, when this family wakes up, they will see a father submitted to God. They will see a man at his kitchen table reading the Bible. And that's the place that you start. And then at every meal, since you have to eat three times a day, especially at dinner, you silence outside influence. You then have that influence and you say grace. You get rid of all the electronic invasion of your home. You get rid of the, the, the cell phones, and you sit there, and you create a quiet time. You create a vacuum, and then you fill it with gratitude, with grace, with the Word of God. We had a wonderful guest on the show a couple months ago, or even maybe a year or two by now, a guy I was in Iraq with, Pastor Brad Flurry. And he said at the dinner table, he asked his kids about their day, And then he asks for every story they tell, where is Jesus in that? And and then they have these amazing conversations, and you can have them at any level. So pick these couple little things. You start there, and then you build on it. And I love what you said, uh, Jody, that the change on the inside will show on the outside. That is just so fantastic. So friends, this is an important conversation, and yes, you got to put your big boy pants on because, yes, we are telling you that you're falling short as a, a, a group, as a, a demographic. It doesn't mean each individual man is falling short. It means we are not exercising influence on the spiritual battlefield of this world as Jesus would have us do, and that creates an amazing opportunity to do so. And to make that change. And we're going to talk about that more in the final segment. Stay with us. Right here. I'm weak at the knees, but I'm still... Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity. And we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you were training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete... Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly think biblically, and vote in every election. Now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, 
think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Right here. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we have an amazing guest on the show, Jody Burkeen, a former military guy like myself, and Jody leads an amazing ministry called Man Up, God's Way, and we're talking about men being the spiritual leaders that they are supposed to be, servant leaders, sacrificial guides. And Jody, how do our listeners find you? Well, you can go to our website at manupgodsway.org um, or any social media platform. We're pretty much on it. Um, we have the world's largest men's ministry platform uh, under Man Up God's Way as well. And then all of uh, my books on Amazon. And again, just just search uh, Man Up God's Way uh, and it should pop up or Jody Burkeen, either one. Thank you very much, friends. Uh, they're really out there doing it. I've listened to the podcast, and um, I love the way, Jody, you bring the Word of God as written in black and white, but with real sensitivity and uh, with a real uh, heart to uh, serve men out there. And friends, I don't want you to hear... Um, castigation. I want you to hear opportunity. I don't want you to hear you're falling short, because we all know as men, uh, we are tuned to listen to how we're falling short. And people will love to say how we're falling short, and we're sensitive to it. And so I want you to hear the opportunity that you have, first and foremost, to have a relationship with Jesus, and then to bring that relationship to bear on the world. So, Jody, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, the the one thing that I always think of is that, you know, sometimes men need to hear it um, from another man in a manly way, in a way that is done uh, not only in love, but also done with, you know, honesty. I always share with you know, my audience, uh, whether it's through our podcast or whether it's through my discipleship, I, I share my my triumphs. I also share my failures because um, where I'm at today, I'm 20 years into my Christianity, um, and I've stri- I have every single day I've read my Bible. I'm going through my Bible 22, my 22nd time. I'm trying to read it uh, in three months right now, and I'm going to do it three times this year. And so... I'm disciplined in those things. So when somebody like me comes to you and says, hey, you need to man up God's way, it's not my opinion, it's the Word of God. And so I try to use Scripture because when God's Scripture comes to her life and in their heart, that's what changes them. Not me chastising them or poking them in the proverbial chest. It's the Word of God that's going to change them. And too many men, they don't know the Word of God. And you're going to change, I promise you. Just read the Bible, and you will change, and it will change your life. You'll become a better husband. You'll become a better father. Matter of fact, you'll become a better leader in the the worldly and the secular world. Um, just just because you know, shepherds lead from the front. If you want to be a good shepherd, lead from the front. I so uh, agree with you about reading the Bible. Matter of fact, we sometimes say like, "Are we being redundant?" Because we say that, but really. 
everything starts there. Um, even if your heart isn't there yet, you read the Bible and your heart will follow along. And and I often share with folks that I began to understand understand the world more every time I've taken an in-depth ministry class or read the Bible or read some new devotional to the extent that I even understand lyrics of songs more. So yeah. <laughs> your your yeah. eyes and your ears and your heart just open wide when you read the Bible. It's just so amazing. And it doesn't you can, you can think of it as a lens. I mean literally, how are you viewing the world? Are you looking at it through the Bible or are you looking at it through the world? Yeah. If you're looking at it through the world, you are wrong. You're looking at it the Amen. wrong way. And that's why you know, that's the way the enemy wants you to look through it. But the second that you look through the world or your relationship or your marriage or your church through the biblical lens, you will start getting a better clarity of what life truly is meant to be. Absolutely. And friends, Jesus came that we would have life and have it abundantly. And he said, my yoke is light. And so there is just so much that when we do it, biblically, things get so much simpler. They don't necessarily get easier because, as Jody said, you got to apply discipline. Guess what? In the Marine Corps, getting up at 5 o'clock every morning to go work out wasn't easy, but you did it. And you did these other things, and you made yourself do those things, and then you became a Marine. And it's the same with Christianity. You make yourself do these things, and then it becomes an inward change that has outward effects. And friends, I I would just say this. If you just look at all this logically and simply, the world is failing. The world is lost. People are getting hurt, and people are in struggle, and marriages are failing, and children are being raised without fathers, and businesses are run amok with greed, and politics is... Uh, run amok with how am I going to get elected more so than how am I going to do the job for which I was elected. And we can look at all of this stuff, but the only behavior we control is our own. And so if you're going to pick a place to start, this is where you start. And so Jody, final thoughts, less than one minute. What do you think? You got to start somewhere. Why not start Reading the Bible every single day, eat spiritually before you eat physically. It takes 15 minutes to read a whole book of the Bible. It doesn't take a lot of time. Um, Devote your time to that. Ask God to show you the Scripture. Pray to Him, and then write down any questions that you might have of that and start a word search or a Bible study on the side. But just start with Scripture. Amen. I'll tell you, you touched on something there. Journaling is huge. Yeah. Um, it's a really important thing. Friends, I have so many notes written to just try and remember some of the things that Jody said. But you're hearing from a man who was a child of divorce, was an atheist at one point in the military, adopted kids, just kind of sort of adrift, tossed around on the waves, and then going to church, gets his feet firmly planted on the ground, and now as a humbled servant of God, he wants everybody else to know the peace and joy that he has in Christ. And that's the truth, and God bless you for that, Jody. Friends, that brings us to our moment of truth. As you know, in every show, 
We look at a scripture which informs a discussion, and today our moment of truth comes from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. And it says this, But you, man of God, flee from all this, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Friends, in truth, as I said, the only behavior we control is our own. Attempts to control other people's behavior are futile. Worse, they may even be part of an attempt to shift focus away from your own behavior. So as men of God, as Christian warriors, we can't concern ourselves with who the world thinks we should be. The world will do and say whatever it takes to neutralize us as Christian warriors on the spiritual battlefield of this world. You can see it all around you. We have to focus on being the men God thinks we should be. And I love this verse because it says, quite simply, flee from all the nonsense. Focus on being righteous, godly, faithful, loving, courageous, and gentle men. It's not about being right. It's about doing right. And that's courageous Christianity. So I want to thank you, Jody, for being with us. Um for your ministry, for your heart, and I hope we'll be able to have you back because I'd like to dig in again to the conversation about how men of God relate to their helpers, how they love their wives, and how they ask them to speak into their lives so as to make them the best leaders they can be. Amen. Anytime. God bless you guys. Uh, You said something fantastic uh, when you mentioned the word for helper. You said that that word is also used in the Hebrew for Holy Spirit. And as Christy and I know from the Hebrew, me being your Jewish representative to the the Bible, (laughs) in my love of Christ, that same word means helpful opposition. And that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, but I always kind of caution women hearing that, like, that doesn't mean to go be the opposition that also there's a helpful component to it. You're building in love. Right. Amen. And love means you seek somebody else's good above your own. Love means you say hard things. If it's going to benefit that person, even if they're not going to like hearing us. And we have an amazing opportunity friends as Christian warriors on the spiritual battlefield. And I hope that's what you'll hear from today's show. So, Jody, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an honor to have you, and I hope you'll be with us again in the future. Friends, Thank you, Richard and Christy, anytime. Amen. Friends, thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word in Houston, Texas, live streamed at kkht.com on your favorite podcast app or on courageouschristianity.today where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. And God one, bless. And Semper Fi. And Christy has one last thing to one say. One quick note. Check us out on YouTube. New videos explaining things you may not understand. Like what exactly is Courageous Christianity? What's insurgency? CourageousChristianity.today. God bless.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.